0: Let's give God some praise tonight. Pastor Moore's coming right now. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, isn't it
1: great to be in the house of the Lord tonight, to be in the presence of Jesus and to be a candidate of the blood of Christ, to know what it feels like to experience being washed in that blood, not just one time, but... How many and often since even that time making confession of sin and coming back, calling on our high priest that sits on the circle of this earth that's sitting in a heavenly tabernacle that's a high priest that's forever. Man, that's interceding for you and I even as we're here tonight. It's good to see each one of you on this Wednesday night and come to give God some glory and praise and honor in this place and so thankful that you have come to be a part of it. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's Wednesday night and Wesley, it's good to see you back with us again tonight. It's good to see Mr. Lloyd back there God bless him and others been sick but you're back here tonight and just by chance if you hadn't heard Sister Debbie Burnham is doing very well the Surgery. The procedure has went very well. They have, as by the eye, could see no cancer. Uh, everything's been lined up. She's made it right back out to the apartment this afternoon and uh, resting. And uh, God's just been blessing them. And and uh, so we thank God for that tonight. Praise God. And who knows? Maybe God will work it out. They won't even have to do the radiation. I don't know. We'll just pray God knows. All that's in God's hands. Man, we want His will to be done, whatever the journey, whatever the process is. Because in that process, just to give you a little example, the Randy mentioned to me that he finally, I think he'd been trying for quite a while to make contact with his old boss. And believe it or not, after... Yesterday, I believe it was, or maybe the day before he made, finally made contact with him. Just came out yesterday and talked to him, and man, they got to do a little talk and anything and different things and gave him the, the track of To His Marvelous Light. He texted him back today and said, Hey, I'm interested in this. I want to talk to you, man, some other time about this. And so you just never know what all that's about and what's involved. And so it's important how we handle this life and life's journey you never know who you may impact and as God looks down upon us and we make ourselves available and make the best of it hallelujah there's some things we probably don't like to do and don't maybe didn't want to be there but you know what with God's help and the power of the Holy Ghost man we can do things for God and even the devil regret you know he might have been partying thinking man we got him now and all of a sudden something like this happens and hey man he regrets it (laughs) Amen. He wishes, hey, I wish this hadn't happened to them. It was set out to do harm, and look here, they've turned it around. That's just the way God does, if we'll just let Him. He's God, and He knows how to do that, as we just kind of humble ourselves, and yield ourselves to Him, and let Him work for us. I'm going to talk again tonight, we're still going to be talking about the glory of the Lord. I'm talking about the Shekinah. I'm going to preach and talk to you tonight. Brother Ford had done mentioned it, amen, about being apostolic, and so I'm going to talk to you tonight as though everybody in this house is as apostolic, everybody in this house knows what it is, amen, to, to know the, about the Holy Ghost and about the Spirit of God. I'm not sure just how long and what all this is going to lead to the more I read into it, and Observing, looking at it, studying it out. The more I do realize that we got to have it. we got to have it. I know we're living in a world and a time, and I'll say this, the majority of your religious people don't believe you got to have the Holy Ghost. The majority of the dominations don't, don't preach or teach that it's essentiality to have the Holy Ghost. But that's not what the Bible's taught us. Man. And as I've studied this house, it has helped me to realize that without this Shekinah glory, without this encounter, it leaves us vulnerable to believe far less. And to expect and then try to live with far less. And we sure make a... a We sure do a poor job of it, just to be honest. Because it's really impossible to live an overcoming life. To live a life and present this body unto him as a living sacrifice without that encounter. And not just for that encounter to be as as Moses had that encounter with him on the backside of a desert. Out of a burning bush. But he changed his life forever. That's what really experiencing the Shekinah. Shekinah glory is a visible manifestation of God on earth. It's a, it's a touch. It's a visitation. It's a transforming. You'll never really ever forget it. The only way you'll ever forget it is if you're turned over to a reprobate mind and believe a lie. Blaspheme against it. And that's the only Thing you're going to find in the scriptures that you can't find forgiveness of. So we're kind of between a hard place and a rock in one sense. You must have this encounter and experience to be saved. And I'm telling you that. Because it's, it's backed up by the Bible. It's also backed up if people start giving true judgment. Because Paul himself alone said, you know what? Man's judgment didn't bother him a whole lot. You know why? Because he said, there's one greater than man that judged me, and that's the Lord. Because if we allow the Holy Ghost to lead us and guide us and quicken us, it'll judge us way before man will. It'll work on us. But the Holy Ghost is given to us to guide us, to lead us, to comfort us. To help us along this journey and this spiritual warfare that we're in, and how much more so tonight than we've ever been. Because there's so many resources and so many voices and so much of the touch of a finger that can expose you and you can encounter across our lands today. At one time you you know you 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 have to go way out of the way to even go to a church. But now you can sit in your own living room, and with a touch of a finger you could go from one extreme to the other. And so, I'm gonna just take my time. This is a good setting, good wish tonight. You're a little tired. That's okay. That's understandable. It's hot, and uh, we're just gonna take our time. I've actually got way more. I've got about five pages here, six counting this one, and um, and only got about half the scriptures that I've read and studied and went over. And I, I'm plumb amazed when I got to studying about the glory of God. Thirty-six times the glory, the term, the statement, the glory of God, of the Lord is. Mentioned in your King James Version 36 times. The majority of those times is in the Old Testament. A couple of times in the New Testament. We're not even going to go there tonight. We're not going to probably make it to nowhere near to Ezekiel. But man does Ezekiel talk about the glory of the Lord. Well, there's some things I've learned about the glory of God. in this study. One thing once you've encountered it. I promise you, you've got to push God to no limits before he's willing to remove his glory. You're going to have to try him at all points. There's going to be such great rebellion and sinfulness before he ever picks that glory up. No, I don't believe in in this, uh, another doctrine that's been given to us, and that's the doctrine of eternal salvation. You can't find that in the scriptures, Old Testament or New Testament. Both testaments, both contracts, both covenants have informed us. If a righteous man turns from his righteousness and turns back to, we sang, we sung it tonight, I'm not going to turn back. Paul's writings, one area of Galatians talks about, and they're turning back to what beggar elements We sung that song tonight, I pondered my own mind and heart and spirit. What would we turn back to? Addictions that would destroy this body? (laughs) Well, that don't make no sense, does it? I turn myself back to a pleasure that won't even last until the sun comes up, but I wake up in misery. Or turned back to a hopeless thing thinking that I've got the strength and ability to save myself. Once you've encountered God in the measure, in the glory that I'm talking about. There's a lot of things that we come to that realization. Understanding that there's nothing to take the place and it's a must. I'm gonna read it. You don't even have to stand. I'm just, I'm just gonna play out tonight. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to just, I'm gonna lay some foundation or some headed some areas. One thing that, 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 that causes the glory of God to depart and um, causes glory of God even the texts that are used last Wednesday night. And I want to talk about that some. And uh, I believe with God's help, God's gonna help us. Let me ask you something. I'm not asking for a response. I don't even want you to respond. When's the last time that you had such an encounter? God. That you know his glory came down. You can have these encounters by yourself. Or in a church service. When we get to Ezekiel, and we probably won't tonight, but in that 10th chapter of Ezekiel. You're going to notice about the glory of the Lord. That a lot of times it's a very slow process. In fact, it could be so slow at times that they don't even know that it departed. Samson found himself that way. He didn't even know that it had left him. I missed, mentioned Brother Holmes because I was, I was in all of this. And man, just, and man, he began to touch some of the areas. And, and I haven't listened to the message in, in complete. I've just heard a portion of it. And I need to go back and listen to the whole message that he preached at meeting last week. But he made a statement. And I'm going to study this out. I almost called the bishop today and asked him. And had so much going on. I just didn't do it. But. But he made this statement, false anointing, false anointing. Now, Brother Holmes went on to say that, first heard people talk about they go to certain places, certain scenes, and things of that nature. And. And uh, told about how God was in it and all this other. And this, he's the one, he put, he put it on it. He said, That's false anointing. He said, That's not of God. God can't take up habitation in that. And, uh, you know, I, let me say, I appreciate y'all being here. You know, there's, there's some that would love to be here tonight that can't, they really would. And uh, But you're here. So please don't take anything I say tonight. We're not beating up nobody. But we can't make it back to the old landmarks. Without the glory of God. The only way I'm going to find the old landmarks, I've got to get under the power of the glory of God because he's the only one that can lead me there. And so, and we won't, (laughs) I couldn't help but thank Brother Crawford Coon tonight. He would say this, I heard him say it quite a few times, and uh, he would say, you know them Wednesday nights, them boring Wednesday nights, (laughs) and everybody's wore out and all this (laughs) other, and and that's a certain point, it's true, because hey, you've been up from Dan to Bathsheba working to do it, and so, this is a good night. We're just going to, but I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to some scriptures that I'm going to read here tonight. Uh, I'm going to go back and we're going to talk about in 1 Samuel, 2nd chapter, and then we'll take you back to Judges. Prior to even this and what unfolded and what took place, when you really begin to read it and you begin to really grasp, you know why I'm so concerned about this? One of the reasons. Because I'm watching a world, and even right here, the fear of God, the lack of regard, the lack of respect of the house of God, the place of worship. Not only how we treat it, but how even others that will pull upon your parking lot. They, several of us can remember a time when Churches never locked their doors. Ever, ever. They didn't have to worry about anybody going in, taking anything from a place of worship. And it didn't matter what denomination it was. There was a certain amount of reverence and fear of God and the judgment of God upon this nation. And that's how we was founded and built and became so blessed. We understood that we hadn't got here by ourselves. But there was a greater power. There was one that would work on our behalf. And and you've heard me make mention of men like George Washington and how much of truth and all. I mean, I don't know. But they, they, they had got this recorded of him. And especially in one of the battles that he was in. And they was going to have to cross a creek or a certain place. And... Be very dangerous, and finally, the, the sergeant under him finds, makes his way out into him and finds him kneeling in the snow, tears running down his face, and jabbering and speaking in some kind of tongue, asking for direction, asking for the favor of God and the help of God. So th- Go back and read. Go back and read some of the old speeches. From some of our first forefathers. And just see how often the word of God was implanted into those speeches. And what they founded upon. And what they grounded themselves upon. And it didn't matter what party you claimed to be. <laughs> Man, they, they was. But, and so that's what helped brought bring the glory of God upon us and brings the blessings of God the benefits of God I'm going to say something I practice and I, you know you can you can make light of this you can do what you want to uh, it don't matter uh, but you know i in prayer a lot of times I I curse I curse cancer cells in my body I don't even know if I got any but you know what I figured you know I'd just get ahead of the ball game and I thank God for healing because I have come to this conclusion spiritually even speaking to keep my attitude right if I can get the Holy Ghost and the glory of God moving between me and Him even in a private room by myself that's the best adjustment I ever had in my attitude because there's something about when His glory shows up it puts everything else under submission it doesn't matter if it comes from the devil or from anybody else I found out the glory of God is the only answer and the only way that I could conquer it. It doesn't matter where the wound came from. It doesn't matter where the arrow came from. It doesn't matter who. There's healing in that. I'm talking to us tonight. I'm talking to us tonight. The reason there's so much sickness, and I'm not saying everybody's sick, and I don't get me wrong here. But I'm telling you, there ought not be the sickness we got. I'm talking in general here. Could it be what would happen? Hey Amen. And I'm talking as a nation, as an as an all of our people. Scripture makes it very plain to us when, when the glory would leave. He said, But if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and turn from their wicked and call on him, he said, I'll heal your lands. I'm telling you what we need. We need an old fashioned of the glory of God back in our services and not just... a. I can remember those days. You, You may judge me for this and I'm not being critical. Ain't a critical spirit or a bone in me tonight. Amen. But I can remember before we ever come across them rivers, that river. There'd be times we'd go weeks and months without ever having hardly a move of God. And a move of the Holy Ghost. And, and I know I'm going to get beat up for that one. But, but I'm just... It was almost... It was almost blow us away when, when we would get like Brother Bankston and start having a few series of services. And, and all of a sudden you could feel us, man. We was getting back in tune. We was getting back connected. And, and I don't, it wouldn't be long, buddy. we'd be shouting and dancing. and it, it wouldn't be an odd thing for it to be 9 and 10 and 11 o'clock before we left that house because well, the glory of God was in the house. The reason we don't want to leave, the reason we want to linger around because there was a presence in this place. There's, there's absolutely nothing that man can drum up or the devil. Now, and this is where we got to be careful. Brother Holmes mentioned that about a false anointing. Don't tell me the devil. I'm telling you the devil's trying to copycat everything that God's got. Right down to the antichrist and everything else. You hear me? You and I better know when we know the glory of God. Because what got Israel in trouble is they did not know the Lord. After all the encounters and the visitations on the mountain, and we're going to talk about that a little later. Man. Find themselves and one of the biggest dangers that you and I can have is to raise a generation that don't know anything about the glory of God and the real option of the Holy Ghost and the baptism thereof and expect them to try to make it off of man's tools and weapons. They can't do it. It's absolutely impossible. Can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I can't do it. We've got to have the glory. We got to have that Holy Ghost that gets a hold of us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Hey, Amen. That encounter with him. It's a lot more living for God to make and listen to that doctrine. That Romans Road doctrine. There is no Roman's road. There's an apostolic road. There's a gospel road. There's a plan of salvation. And if the Lord of Terror let me tonight. We're going to talk about that plan of salvation, amen, out of the Old Testament that's just as powerful and just as real and lays it out there just as plain as the New Testament. And that's where the glory of God showed up. You hear me tonight. When you do it God's way, nothing can stop His glory from showing up. I don't care if you're on the side of the road or if you're in a dungeon or if you're in a little house trailer all by yourself and you don't know which way to turn and what to do and you owe everybody up and down the road but somehow through prayer and supplication and sincerity and honesty begin to cry out and call on this one called Jesus. I'm telling you there's a glory to show up. I'm telling you the carnality will try to rob you from it. The devil will try to send you down a side road. If you listen to men that's never experienced it they are trying to give you an easier way but I'm here to tell you I'm not looking for an easier way you can't climb up the easy side of the mountain to climb the mountain you got to climb up the rough side you got to climb up just like the word of God has told us you don't have the power I don't have the power nobody has the power to change the word of God and when you can't change the word of God you can't change his glory you could try to copycat it, and you could, try to, you could try to act like it's there. But I'm telling you, everybody knows when it shows up. Everybody knows. Everybody in this house, if the power of God falls in this house, right? I don't care who they are. Marshall may get by. Oakley might get by. But he might surprise you with their reverence. Tell you one thing in the gifts of the Spirit, you can be seated in the gifts of the Spirit. The right move in the tongue's interpretation. Youngins can be screaming. The presence of God move in. When your pacifier couldn't do it. When your bottle couldn't do it. When your rocking in mama's arms couldn't do it. But the glory of God will do things that's not natural. Glory of God will do things, amen, that's beyond our powers and beyond our ability. And that's what we got to have. Do it. We can't do it. And so and don't let my mannerism mess with you, okay? I'm mad at nobody but the devil. I'm mad at me for not doing a better job. I'm just telling you like it is. But if you go back to the scripture texts of last week and the story about Hannah. About Samuel, and what brought this encounter on? You go to First Samuel's the second chapter. I want to read five verses out of this particular chapter, a man that deals with the two sons of Eli. That twelfth verse says, "Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. Belial actually, actually, sons of the devil, or Lucifer, are. If you look it up in the Hebrew, actually means a man base or worthless." I'm not being ugly, but I'm going to be truthful. So-called spiritual leaders that preach a gospel that does not have the good tidings of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is worthless. The doctrine they have, have propagated and, and delivered unto their disciples, they'll find out on that day. The blind leading the blind. Both falling in the ditch. Boy, you ought not be. Yes, I should be. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. I'm telling you, that's what's wrong with us. We didn't come to this place as a social gathering. We didn't come to pacify the flesh. We didn't come to get the reward of men. I come to the house of God because I needed to be saved. I come to the house of God because I needed to be delivered. I come to the house of God because I needed to be changed. And if you water down the message, then that will not happen. There's no way I can become a new creation, new creation. There's no way I can overcome the addictions. There's no way I can overcome sin. There's no way I can come out of the Mary Cave. There's no whole way I can come out of darkness. There's only one that can do that. And his glory is alone is the only thing that can lead me out of there. Can I say this? Could it be the reason we're having so much trouble in the time that we're living now is because there's too many never experienced the true glory. They made a confession just like other believers but never experienced the glory. And so they find themselves constantly stumbling in and out of the miry cave. I'm telling you once you've experienced the glory of God and the power of the Holy Ghost there's nothing else like it. So as you read about 1 Samuel two and the sons of Eli being the sons of Belial, what's the next statement? They knew not the Lord. They knew not the Lord. They was holding a position as priest. They was the ones that was taking the offerings. man In Shiloh. The priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servants came. And while the flesh was in seething, with a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand, he struck into the pan, or the kennel, the canyon, the pot, in other words. And all the flesh hook brought up the priest took for himself. So they did in shallow unto all the Israelites that came thither. Also, before they burnt the fat, the priest servants came and said to the man that sacrificed, "Give flesh to roast for the priest, for he will not have sodden or soaked in the flesh of thee. The, he wants it raw." But any man said unto him, Let them not fail to burn the fat presently, and then take as much as they would thy soul desired. But then he would answer, saying, Nay, nay! But thou shalt give me now, and if not, I will take it by force. Amen. I'm telling you, what's got us more in trouble than anything else? Amen. It's it's, it's spiritual leaders that are not that don't know the Lord, that don't know truth. It's spiritual leaders that cause us more in trouble. It's not the White House. I'm telling you that. House of God and the pulpit will stay where it's supposed to be in the love of God, the power of God, and the glory of God. It'll deliver a nation when nobody else can, when the king can't do it. When the government can't deliver you, there's a church that can do it when nobody else has a giver. But if you get the glory of God down on you, it'll do it. Hallelujah. We need an old fashioned of the glory of God in Bendale, Mississippi. Yeah. So as we watch this begin to unfold, this is what's not the first time by my, no means whatsoever of this unfolding. But I'm going to take you back prior to this. You go back to Judges and you're going to begin to see some things unfold. Judges is the time. You hear this. You hear this. I may have. I should have wrote it down. But anyway, let me. Back, Judges nineteen twenty two and says, "Amen." So let me go to seventeen and six. Let me just back up. I want, I want to bring some things out. Two things happens here. Number one. In Judges 17 and 6. In those days. There was no king in Israel. But every man did that which was right. In his own eyes. That spirit of justification has risen again. Even among the apostolics. I'll do what I want to do. Regardless of what the preacher says. I know that's a stomp, but that's okay. It's still the truth. But if the preacher's anointed and he's preaching the truth, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. It don't make any difference whatsoever. I'm obligated to to obey it. But better than that, I'm obligated. If I'm going to be successful, I better love it. I better love it. Now, I won't never forget, I first started pastoring and Brother Odom, allow me to come up there, and you know that. But one thing he taught us, he said, and he was talking about the prince of the air and twisting of words and things of that nature. He talked about how the devil can twist things and make them. He says, he says they're responsible to hear what you say. He said, but you're responsible in how you deliver it. I don't have a mean spirit. I don't have a know-it-all spirit. I don't want to preach from just observation. Right person walks in and I change my messages. Now, if God changes, that's God's business. But if I change it, then I'm I'm the one going to be held accountable. So you're going to watch this kind of happening, taking place. Man, here, it talks about Michael. Michael, a man that um, took his mother's money and he was going to, he started to have his own idols and build them and fashion by himself and get his own priest. There's something in this study that... that That kind of got a hold of my mind and heart, too. We got to be careful not to try to isolate ourselves. We got to have fellowship, we got to have godly fellowship. But I'm here to tell you, none of us can make it by ourselves. They wanted to do it their way because there was no king, and so we'll we'll, we'll do it our way. But as you watch that unfold with Michael, you're going to see that there was a tribe by the name of Dan. Dan, the tribe of Dan, became uh, unsatisfied with the inheritance that God had blessed them with. They decided, hey, we're going to search out Purchase some more land and not really buy it. They're going to steal it. If you know anything about the story. They sent five men out. And on their journey looking for it, they come by Micah's place. They found this priest he's got set up. This Levite. Talked to him and he prophesies to them. He blesses them. Sends them on the way. They make their way on up to the land. And they find a little isolated place. A group of people that's by themselves and nobody's nowhere near them. A land that's flowing with, with milk and honey, if you might want to say. And all the riches and what they would desire and want to survive. And they go back down and they tell them and they go and they get their army and they come back up. And they come back by Michael's place. And, and now they are telling that priest said I want you to come go with us. Wouldn't it be, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of preachers that are bought bought. Micah a man found himself losing his his Levite priest because now a group comes by God bless whatever they're doing keep them. But now you can see a man as they come by and he offers him. Now you'd be a lot better a man for not just one family and one man but hey this is a whole tribe going to be a priest for and to work for and to minister to and how we can bless you we tell you something. That's a reading is so important for you and I on a daily basis. Now you watch this. You watch this tie-in. You know why Paul said I die daily? The only way to get the glory to move in his life on a daily basis, he says, I've got to die. I've got to die. And if I refuse, hey, and and, and, and I, I, I'm, I want to be careful here, but at the same time, I, uh, we're right. Uh, you, you can't. Tongues, tongues, tongues. There's a lot of focus on tongues now. And, and, and we've got to be careful with tongues. Uh, Paul's writings, I talked about it last week, and where the, the key verse about the church of God. Amen. And he didn't want to come behind any gifts, but they abused tongues. Everybody was coming. Everybody had tongues. Everybody was doing this. And, and there's a tongue that edifies self and, and even goes on and tells them, say, hey, if it's not an interpreter, just keep it to yourself. He even got to the point in place he said i'd rather speak five words of understanding and edify the body than a thousand words of tongue and you leave here like a bunch of barbarians but some groups just took that now and said tongues is done away with <laughs> but we know that's not true but neither well, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 digging ain't i'm can I, can I be honest with us? Those, those, those people that can speak in tongues at a drop of a hat, y'all make me, y'all, no, y'all make me nervous. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> y'all make me a little afraid. I'm just going to be honest. That went over good, didn't it? But it's still the truth, honey. Still the truth. If we're not careful we can have a thoughts anointing. My brains can go get to a place and learn how to speak that, you know, that certain little way and, and then that certain little way. Hey, well, There's not one ounce of the Jerusalem ring in it. There's not one ounce of the Spirit of God in it. There's not one ounce, amen, of the power of God of the anointing of God in it. Hey, that makes me check it. That ain't all that helps me, helps me to check it. They can speak in tongues like a Chinaman. And then you can get them outside and nudge them a little bit and something else. I don't see no 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 producing of the nine fruits you know there's more than one way to judge the Holy Ghost and whether or not if we got it or not and we've got the glory of God upon us and the glory of God walking with us that's the reason we're of this world or in this world but not of this world I don't respond to the ways of this world like everybody else and neither do you why because I've experienced the glory of God he's got all of my days mapped out he's the author and I believe he's a finisher and the devil can't do nothing about it so I'm not going to be full of anxiety. I'm not going to stay up at night and worry about stuff I ain't got no business worried about. I'm going to believe and trust God and let God work it all out. Let God put it together. Amen. To have a, have a passion. Why? We've got, we got to have a desire for God's hand and for God's glory to be able to move among us and through us. And and so as you watch this begin to unfold and as the, the things begin to happen, you can go to the, the Judges the 18th. You don't go very far. And this is where I was talking about Dan. And in those days there was no king in Israel. And in those days the tribe of the Danites sought them out an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. We've got to be careful. Amen. Paul, this is what the glory of God will do. The glory of God will lead us. The glory of God will guide us. The glory of God will equip us. Paul put it this way to that carnet church. Amen. He talks about the church and he likens it unto the body. And he talks about how the body, amen, is fitly framed together. And you and I are fitly framed together by him, by God, by the Holy Ghost. Amen. They ought not be isms and schisms in the body, not if we're being led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. If you go on with Judges and you watch some of this unfold, and especially when you get to Ezekiel, and I, I don't have I won't have all the time. i got about 15 minutes, but watch this. Amen. One of the first things that Ezekiel, introduced to, amen, was a throne or an altar built unto a jealous God sitting in his own house. Now watch what I'm trying to tell us here tonight. As you watch all of this unfolding. You know what makes this soul hard and so so unrealistic? Amen. If you watch this really unfold and take place, amen, because even from that point, you're going to read about the man that leaves and he takes his concubine. Hallelujah. When he takes his concubine and goes to another, and actually she goes back to her father's house and the Bible says she plays the the part of a whore and I hate to be that way but that's just how the Bible put it amen all these is in these same chapters and you're watching all this unfold it's almost I mean it's so graphic it's so unbelievable but what makes it like that why is it so effective on because these were the children of God they were the children of God that you're reading about This is the Israelite. If we're not careful. I'm not trying to be ugly here. But without the glory of God, the church is following the same footsteps. You might be absolutely shocked of how much fornication and adultery is going on. Now, when he's coming back, he spends, he spends three nights and days as he gets to that, his father in law's house. And his father in law persuades him every day to stay and to drink and be married and eat bread. And finally, I think about the fifth day, man. he finally comes to that place. He said, No, I'm, not, I'm going this time. And it's at noontime. And he picks up and he leaves. He's got a servant with him and he starts coming in on him. Amen. But he wouldn't stop at a Gentile place. It's amazing without the the presence of God or the glory of God working on our behalf. The judgments that we'll make and the justifications we'll make for those judgments. It's going to be a couple of weeks, okay? Y'all just hang with me. Cause one thing about it. God God really doesn't want his glory to depart. You know what? What? You know why I believe this nation's facing some of the things she's facing now, the glory of God's lifting. And as the glory of God lifts, guess what Spirit is working now. the spirit of iniquity. I'd love to tell you it's not going to affect the church. It's not going to find its way in, but I'm here to tell you if you and I don't stay sober and vigilant and dying out daily and keeping the glory cloud and the presence of God on a regular basis in our personal lives and in our services, in our services. How long has it been since you and I can really say that the Shekinah glory of God has baptized our service, that it overwhelmed us, that it moved everybody in the house, hallelujah, that it stirred us to a point in the place that everybody in the house was saying, man, God was in this house. We was on the carpet boo-hooing We was doing this. and And I thank God for the I thank God for the visitation. Hey, but I'm telling you, it's not more. It needs to be. I don't mean that to be ugly. I'm just telling you, we got to get there. I'm just telling you, and I'm gonna tell you something in this revival. Something gotta hold me about it in these altars. Finding God together. Finding God together. It doesn't matter who's coming up, it doesn't matter who's praying. But when you come, I'm gonna help you help you to find God. I'm gonna help you to find the touch of God. I'm gonna help you to find the will of God. I'm gonna help you find, amen, the, the, the purpose of God in your life. Why? Because my salvation, my amen, walk may depend on where you're gonna be in the glory of God. It's upon you. What makes this so bad with Eli? Go back and read those chapters sometimes if you will this the rest of this week. Especially Judges 17, 18, 19. Watch what unfolds there. What's the graphicness of the lives? I won't go into detail with the concubine that was that was given. When men came to want to know that man. It was an old man that came out from his field. They found a man because he had came, a man to his own, his own city, but nobody would take him in. We're watching the law, the commandments of God. It's just being trashed. It's just being thrown aside. It's being totally ignored. And now we find ourselves with such a callousness that now the, the old man he offers him his daughter. And then Instead of giving, took, took the concubine. You know the story about the concubine. And she finds herself a man after being abused all night at the threshold. At the threshold, two hands. I won't have time tonight, but maybe next Wednesday night, I'm going to take you to Ezekiel, the 10th chapter. And God talks about the moving of the glory of God as it begins to move through those creatures and beasts. And amen. And finally, you read of one place where he's at the threshold. He hadn't departed yet. He hadn't left, but he's at the threshold. And then I thought about the churches in Revelation, and we'll talk about them. And he talks about, amen, that that's left. Amen. Just strengthen what's left. Just strengthen. I'm going to tell you the first thing you and I've got to do. Hallelujah. We got to strengthen what's left because if you don't I'm here to
0: tell you it's going to die
1: I hope my judgment of some of yours expression on your faces is wrong because if it's not some of us are so callous so out of touch so unmoved You know why we're so unmoved? Because our conscience is so calloused with everything that's going on. God's got to help us. There's something about the glory of God that works on the conscience of a man something about the glory of God that quickens his sensitivity to the spiritual realms. There's something about the glory of God that makes me realize I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell among a people of unclean lips. There's something about the glory of God that puts our salve on our eyes. That we can look at things different. That we just thought, you know, just nonchalant. It really doesn't matter if I make it to the prayer room or not. It really doesn't matter if I make it to the house of God or not. It really doesn't. I'm here to tell you that's slipping in. Slowly but surely the reverence in the house of God is slipping away Where else are we gonna find the glory? Paul David talks about it in Psalms. Man I'm I told you I got way too much, but let me go back to this, son. I just had to pick up first Samuel. So when you go back to 1 Samuel again. There came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father? And when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house, now this is a man of God coming to Eli. Which reminding him, he's telling him that I choose him out of the tribes of Israel to be my priests and to offer up on my altars and to burn incense. Where the ephod before me? Did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire and of the children of Israel? I'm gonna bump this and then I'll come back to it another week or two. You know one thing that was always either with or foddered right behind the glory of God, even in the Old Testament? Fire. And I know I may be crossing swords with some people, <laughs> maybe not so much here, but but I am some. When we talk about the Holy Ghost and fire, <laughs> can I ask us something. When you read people receiving the Holy Ghost in the Book of Acts, I know the and the only kind of read of the the first the sound of a rushing wind. He talks about the fire. But how often after that you would hear them not only speak in tongues but prophesy. There's something about prophecy. There's something about the power of it that gives the witnessing power of God's glory. Speaking about events and Open revelation. A, a prophecy can come more than just in speaking of future things. It's an anointing of, of the word of God that expounds and it opens it up to us and helps us come to that place and to that point. I listened to Brother Wilson in the message he talked about, and I've heard him talk on this same area when he talks about the negative and the positive, like the battery posted two opposing forces, but that you got to have them got to have them. That's the same way with us. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. You've got to have those encounters with God. You've got to have those private encounters with God. But you can't let them become the God. And you can't let them become the spiritual authority in your life. That by that alone, that alone, that's how I'm going to walk with God. That's the reason you got to have a church. That's the reason you've got to have a 5 ministry. That's the reason it has to come through the man of God. It makes its way through what God said. It. God set this up, not Man's abused it and misused it. Same way with the Gibson Corinth. But there's something about the identity of God's glory that trumps it all, that helps us to come to that realization and that understanding. You've been there. If you've ever experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever experienced the glory like I'm talking about here tonight, it's undeniable. It'll change you forever. In fact, it'll put something it puts something in you. This is what we come looking for every time we come to the house of God. This is the touch. This is the anointing. This is the move. All that ties in. Did you know what anointing, if you do a little research on that, amen, that it actually means energy, unption. When man's not willing to do it God's way and seek his glory and get under his anointing, he'll find a false anointing the Avenue to go, but I'm telling you, God's glory won't be there. I'm looking for God's glory. I'm talking about a glory, amen, that'll move in this house. That all of these demonical forces and attitudes and spirits that try to cause distracting the house of God, they'll have to go. They'll either repent or go. I'm telling the truth tonight. This is what helps bring a revival. This is what helps tear down some strongholds, pulls down imaginations. This is what helps get our mind in the place where it ought to be and the focus it ought to be. Without the glory of God, without the presence of God, our minds is vulnerable. Our minds is left open. They're naked, amen, for the adversary, amen, to shoot it full of fiery darts and imaginations. And some of them we'll even believe come from God. and Sometimes we'll believe that we're getting by. But you know, I said this. You can be busy. I got four minutes. You don't mind. Let me take you back. Remember what Brother Cody Mark said about the bail? I wasn't talking about that bail just being a man anointing the preacher. I'm talking about that bail in and and, and prayer times. I'm talking about that bell, amen, in song services sometime. I'm talking about that bail amen, hallelujah, They can ring that presence, that power of God when you're driving down the road and you got a, you got a good CD and a good song going. And the glory of God, Coach, God loves it. Hallelujah. You don't have to have a church service. You don't have to have nobody around you. And the glory of God will just fill up the cab of that truck or fill up the, that automobile or that van, whatever you're driving. You may be riding a horse. Hallelujah but the glory of God can fall and you know what the glory of God sometimes can knock us off of that horse and get our attention I'm telling you we need a visitation of the glory of God to help us realize where we're at and what road we're going down we can't do it without it I'm not trying to be harsh and mean I'm just telling you what it's going to take I tell you why some of you can't really live for God and and you want to platform one and you're not the next and you're here one and you're not the, the glory of God has slipped away the help of God next week I'm going to take you to Jeremiah I think it's the seventh chapter he uses silo he talks about the glory leaving but he tells us how to keep that from happening you know what it is when you mend your ways one of the best ways to keep from missing what God's got for you and you can be seated it's when you come in this house, I'm not going to let everything and everybody distract me. I know you got children. We understand that. And please, do I have to justify everything? For of minds, you do. Now, if you're looking for a scapegoat, then that would be, you know, but we ought to come in here. With a spirit and an attitude, God, I want your glory to fall in this house. In fact, God, if I can, I want to bring it with me. <laughs> when I pull in on the parking lot, I don't even want to wait till I get to a prayer room. I'm not going to run from Dan to Bathsheba Monday, Tuesday, and all day Wednesday and float in here and find me a seat in the Glory just to fall. one of the greatest weapons that the enemy is using against us is bombarding our lives and our minds keeping us busy occupied distracted tied up some of you have struggled here tonight just to stay focused some of you you know the Bible says gird up my mind Well, the best things you and I can do when we come to the house of God. God, you've grown up my mind. You all that junk, I'll take care of it tomorrow. So-and-so said, I, I don't I, I forget it. I ain't worried about that. But i am tell you the enemy can have his way. You know why? Because he don't want you to make connection with the glory of God. He didn't want you to make connection with the word of God. He doesn't want you to make connection in the Holy Ghost. Even on a Wednesday night like this, we can get an attitude. You know, I told some of them the other day, talking about gas prices, if all that bunch would shut up or how high they're going, they wouldn't go near as high. I'd love to be able to turn, turn off everybody's televisions, cell phones. We couldn't survive We used to. Because if you shut off all of that where it's so quick that you can't can't dial this one, you can't dial that one, you can't do that who you going to call on? Who you going to call on? Who you going to cry out to? Guess who's going to show up? Woo! Sometimes God has to get his own people his own children in a place, amen where they call on him where they cry out to him and he doesn't like doing it he doesn't like whipping his babies but thank God he does I'm 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 through. I know my time's up, and I'm not through, but my time's up. Um, oh man, I, folks! I'm telling you, there is a whole lot with this. There's a whole lot to this. Amen. You can stand. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one little part here. Can I ask us an honest question, and you can respond or not? It doesn't matter. How do you mean? How many of us believe tonight that the glory of God's as powerful as we have felt at other times? When's the last time that you've been to a meeting under the anointing of the preaching and the presence of God? Your hair, you thought it was going to stand on your head. How long has it been? How long has it been that such a power and a presence of God was in the house and you just didn't really care what anybody thought or said or was looking. And in you, in you, that that was hurting you so bad and that that was binding you up so all of a sudden it's not there. All of a sudden man you feel liberty and you feel a dance and you feel a shout and you feel a liberty. Hallelujah. You feel a freedom. You feel a setting free that comes with the glory of God and that's the only thing that can do it. Your pain medicine and I'm not against medicine but I tell you the doctors are trying to give everybody this and that and that and they got handfuls upon handful and they find themselves in a worship place and thought they were. Why? Because the absence of the glory of God is a problem. I promise you I'm not wanting to quit, but I, and I need to. I want to bring one thing out to you hearing tonight. How many of you concerned tonight about gaining back some glory? I mean he's interested in really seeing the glory of God I'm talking about a visitation This place man Because, because watch this The time At the end of, of Eli's sons You're going to watch Something unfold here They went out to battle They thought they could get the ark And so the two sons of Eli Brought the ark and And they brought it back in. And you're going to notice there was one topic all the way to Eli, all the way to his daughter, daughter daughter-in-law, and her passing. It was bad to hear that his sons, it was bad to hear that they wouldn't win in the battle. But it's when he heard that the ark of God had been taken. Got to remember something. The ark of God represented the glory of God. And so the glory had departed, had been taken, had been stolen away from them. We'll tell you something tonight better shake yourself and look around because the enemy is trying to steal the glory of God from you. And here's a a real thief. It's when he comes and takes it so slowly and and takes it little by little and all of a sudden you don't even know it's gone. You're still doing the same thing you always done until you get home. Until you deal with certain circumstances and you look around and say, wait a minute I I didn't act like something's absent. Something's not the same Satan shook himself like he always did. He danced and shot and shook like he always did But he didn't have the glory And he didn't have the power And he didn't have the ability Amen to come over Overcome the Philistines Overcome the enemy So uh, I'm not jumping on anybody I'm just telling you what the enemy's doing You remember the camp meeting with Brother Paul and Foss? You remember how you would have us weeping and crying, and such a glory and the power of God be there? I remember some of those camp meetings up in Jackson. I remember one where Brother Billy Jack Cunningham was preaching, man. Man, I thought we was fixing to go through the roof. <laughs> the power of God, the power. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> you, know, you know something when the glory moves? I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling you where we're at. A lot of times some preachers are preaching. What do they have to do? Okay, let's give God a hand. Come on, praise the Lord with me. But you get to glory in the anointing of God moving move this place. This is what you have to be. Shh, you got to quiet down. You can't hear. You got to. It's quite the opposite. Because there's something about when his glory show, shows up, honey. You, you can't handle it. To, you, something's got to leave. Something's got to burst out. Hallelujah. Something's got to, you know, you got to let it go. Whoa! Jesus is in the house! I've watched people that's real backwards, but the glory of God getting in the house, and they're not so backwards. They're willing to dance, and they're willing to boogie, and they're willing to shout, and they're willing to get with Because there's something about the glory of God that brings a liberty and a healing that nothing else will. <laughs> Even that daughter in law, when she heard about the ark, she travailed. And gave birth. They named that little boy Ichabob for the glory had departed. I thank God for every blessing. I thank God for every individual of this church, this community. But I'm pursuing some old-fashioned glory of God in Bendale, Mississippi. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not judging any of our services. I'm not doing. I just know in my spirit there is a place that will blow this place apart. And I'm going to get there. And not only get there, but by the help of God, stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Amen. Consistently and steadfastly. Why? You know why? Because there's some spirits that slipped in. And there are some spirits just like leeches hanging on to some. And if they don't get the glory of God moving their lives, they're going to find themselves lost and undone. And it's my responsibility as a pastor, amen, to do whatever i got to do to get the glory of God back in this house. And with your help and with my help and our commitment to God, I'm telling you there'll be a glory of God that'll move on a Wednesday night, hallelujah, they'll be here. they won't miss service for no reason under the sun. Hey, amen. They'll come here because if I can get back in the glory of God, I can, my sinus headache will go, or this headache will go, or that problem will go, or this problem. Hey, amen. Because this is a place, hey, amen, I can find it help where I couldn't find it. No other place. I found it here. I found it here. Hopefully something's been said tonight. Can we sing one song, Sister Moore, if y'all come? I want you, can y'all sing this song? I don't know if You said it tonight. Soul-filling station. God has hit me with that song for about two weeks now. This is a soul-filling station. You know why? Because this is where the glory is at. Amen. I I want this to be a soul-filling station. Any hungry heart, any hungry soul. Why don't you just come and join? I know it's Wednesday night, and maybe it's not too much. If, if your schedule's too tight and you need to go, I understand. Amen. But but if maybe we would just take a little time here tonight. And you know what? I just want the glory of God. Amen. Even on a Wednesday night. The glory of God and the power of God to just saturate us and baptize us. And you know what? It'll lift us up in this house. It'll help us along this journey. It'll do things for us that nothing else can do. So let's let the glory fall in this house. Maybe they can say, I know I kind of sprung this on them and I don't even know if they can remember it. And one of these days we're gonna get a screen up here. We gonna put it on the wall, we're gonna put it on the screen, and I don't know if we can find it that quick. And, amen. It's gonna to to take a lot of corporation, a lot of good talented people to get all this to happen. But you know what? We're just gonna trust God and believe God to help us. Amen. Because you know what? I want church. I want church. This is a highlight of our lives. This is the most important thing there is. Amen. If we lose it here, we've lost everything. I don't care if I become a multimillionaire. millionaire amen. Become the mayor of Bendale, the governor of Mississippi. The President of the United States. If I miss heaven, I missed it all. Hey, man, I want to go to heaven. How about you? You know what? I need that glory. If I'm going to make it, the glory of God's got to be in our lives. God bless you. God bless these singers. they looking it up on a little screen. One of these days, we'll get it on a big screen. <laughs> Praise God. That's good. I don't care, man. Shoot. Whatever it takes. Amen. Sprung this on them. While they're getting ready, let me make don't forget kids count next week. It'll be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, leaving Monday morning. Right? We'll find out. We'll make sure Sunday, you're not leaving Sunday evening for sure, right? Monday morning. So, for the kids count, okay, for those getting ready, we'll have it lined up and everything. We went and got the van worked on today and got it ready, and uh, so everything will be ready to go, okay?
0: God bless you. You can always find a steeple, a few religious people. Well, there's a preacher on the front step shaking everybody's hand. they even got a sign shaped like a Bible saying some revival. But there's a million dead churches just filling up an acre of land. And what we need is a soul, feeling station. A yeah, full service open 24 hours a day. Just a pumping at attain high, tank, super salvation. We're a heart out of gas, feel feeling for that fast giveaway. But what we need is a soul. Oh, healing station, it's for service, it's open, four hours a day. Just the husband's coming to high, pain, okay, super salvation. With well, a heart out a gas, the fuel for the fast you get away. You can have the greatest choir yeah. Dress them all in long white robed attire Or a wall full of trophies Showing off your softball team But if the people ain't a player yeah. So there's not anybody saying Well there ain't no one going up on no water down gasoline What we need it's is a soul 24 hours a day, just a pop so in a high, high. octane, super, super salvation. Showing off your softball team. But if the people aren't for praying, then Lord, that's how many stay in. Cause there ain't nobody going up on no water down. Gasoline. What we need is a soul. healing station. Yes, Lord. A full service open 24 hours a day. Just a that high, I'll take super salvation. It's such a kind of glory coming down. It's a soul filling sensation. we need station, Lord, full Open 24 hours a day. We're just pumping, and pumping that high, but i attain salvation Where the heart out of gas And feel it for that fast Get away Where the heart out of gas And feel it for that fast Get away What we need is a soul Filling station The Shekinah Glory of God coming down
1: That ethanol gasoline just simply will not get the job. 10%, 20%, Ten percent, twenty percent, and your president, I think, wants to go to twenty. They can go to it; they want to. But I'm telling you, I don't want nothing watered down. Hallelujah, God! Let's have it, Amen. From the Word of God to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So let's don't sell ourselves short. It's not going to be worth it, Amen. Hallelujah! I want a soul filling station in Bendale, Mississippi. If you want a miracle, if you want a touch of God, if you're going to love truth, and hey, that's where it's really at. Loving the precepts and commandments of God. We'll get on that sometime because that's what got them in trouble. Love you. Appreciate you tonight. God bless you if you dismiss the fear of the Lord. Thank you, singers. Appreciate that. Done a good job. Thank you. Let's give them a good hand. Lord bless you. Love and appreciate you.